0: my um my team said oh that was a great uh um, Instagram live video with Michelle because you guys seem so natural. Y'all did a great job.
1: <laughs> that is so fun that your team said that because my daughter like called me right after. She's like, the two of you have such a great vibe. It was so that's- fun to listen to.
0: Yeah, that's that's exactly what our team said. They said the chemistry was really good. So yeah. Okay. So
2: You are listening to the Be The Bridge podcast with Latasha Morrison
0: doing today it's exciting each
2: week be the bridge podcast tackles subjects related to race and culture with the goal of bringing understanding but
0: i'm gonna do it in the spirit of
2: love we love. believe understanding can move us toward racial healing racial equity and racial unity latasha morrison is the founder of be the bridge which is an organization responding to racial brokenness and systemic injustice in our world This podcast is an extension of our vision to make sure people are no longer conditioned by a racialized society, but grounded in truth. If you have not hit the subscribe button, please do so now. Without further ado, let's begin today's podcast. Oh, and stick around for some important information at the end.
0: Be the bridge community. I am. Always excited, as you know, to introduce you um, to um, new voices, um, my friends, um, colleagues, um, just all the things that I have the experience and exposure to. We like to bring those voices before you, and so I have today Miss um, Michelle Warren, um, and I'll just give you a little, just a little taste of who she is, and. We met um, several years ago, and we'll talk about that, but uh, Michelle is the President and CEO of Barago Strategies, a consulting group that provides strategic direction and project management for civic engagement. Um, campaigns alongside of communities impacted by racial and economic injustice. Um, She helped found Open Door Ministries, a community development, 501c3 corporation in downtown Denver to address poverty, addiction, and homelessness through um, social programs. Um, With her policy expertise in economic justice and human service issues, um, she has served as an advocacy and strategic engagement director for the Christian Community Development Association, um, um, CCDA, and done um, coalition work with the National Immigration Forum, where I actually um, got to do some work with her that we'll get to talk about. So Warren is the senior fellow with Deidre Bonhoeffer Institute and adjunct faculty at Denver Seminary. She and her husband live in Denver's West Side neighborhood and have three adult children. Um, She also wrote a book, called The Power of Proximity, and we're going to talk about today her new book called Join the Resistance, Step into the Good Work of Kingdom Justice, and this is the book that I had the pleasure of writing the foreword to, so we're going to get to talk about all those things, but before we get started there, uh, we just need a moment to catch up a little bit, so the last time I saw you, you were in Atlanta. Um, we went to to lunch or to dinner, I brought my dog, and he tried to terrorize you, right?
2: That
1: is a great introduction, Latasha. No, don't say that about T'Challa.
2: Let me just start by
1: saying thank you for creating space to be able to have a conversation. You and I always enjoy having a conversation regardless of where we are. And T'Challa was just a new part of a dynamic to have dinner with each other when I went to Atlanta. I will never forget it. Not only the dinner, but driving in your car with the dog.
0: Oh yes, yes, yes. He was he in was his awesome. car seat, right? He I believe in car so. Seat.
1: I don't think I've ever quite experienced that. Was just a, it was good to meet a dog mom with a new what I kept calling a COVID puppy. <laughs> <laughs> like that socialization. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, he, yeah, he's he... sweet. He cares much about you and feels <laughs> like he needs to defend and protect you with his small yes. little self and his very aggressive little bark. <laughs>
0: You have described him perfectly. He is a little fellow. He is very territorial. He is very protective of his mama. That's right. And uh, he has all the barks. And his barks, (laughs) you guys, his barks are not like the little soft barks. And those of you who have met T'Challa that are listening to this, uh, if you met him before he was two, uh, before he was one he was fine then but once he <laughs> once he turned one it was like a new dog and so oh, he had barks for barks and they're aggressive barks like i'm gonna eat you up type of bark so <laughs> yes um, uh, and yes he does have a car seat because little dogs can fall in a car when you throw on brakes and driving in atlanta traffic i'm trying to protect my oh, investment oh,
1: oh that's <laughs> sweet. Okay, let me just let me just tell you. I he was he endeared himself to me, you know, and I yes, I mean, I have a lot of people in my life. I got animals, I got little humans, and I remember when it, this is sort of some of the parallel. I was the mom with the brand new baby that did not have a cute newborn cry. Oh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, or the little baby cry, oh, it's so cute. Mine was just like, get that woman and her child out of here. All three of them, not one of yeah. them. Now, the good news was they didn't cry that much, but when they did, nobody wanted to be around that. So, you
0: cleared a room. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm, would clear mm-hmm, a room, mm-hmm. a plane, yeah, all yeah. of Yeah, so I'm okay. going to tell you, I can so, yeah. identify
1: with little, little, okay. little, you know, people and dogs that we love and really not sounding like anybody else but them. Yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> I know. I know. But that was, uh, that was uh, actually not too long ago when when you were here in town. Yeah, Yeah, it was this fall. So, so it's great to hear you. We met, Mm. um, I think we met, I don't know the year, but I know I was living in Texas at that Mm -hmm, time. mm -hmm. And we met at North Park University. Um, It was an event. I got invited to an event. It was evangelicals for justice. I think okay. it was. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's when I uh, met, um, Lisa Sharon Harper. Oh, and I think I serious? was, yes. And I too? was afraid to talk to her. I was afraid to talk oh, to her. Yep. Oh, that's
1: funny stuff. Oh, that's really funny stuff. <laughs> it, it took me a minute oh, to talk to her. Well, you know, she's, um, she's about it Yes. Yes.
0: Yep. I think Mark Charles was there. Mm-hmm. There was a yeah. lot of people there in that room. I can't remember everyone. Kathy. Um, Kong Kang yeah. with it. Kong was there. Mm-hmm. Um Kathy Kong, let me make sure I get yeah, that right. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, was there and um Dominique. I'm I mean I could start think. listening. Dominic
1: Dominique Gilliard was there, yes. Michael Emerson was there, Daniel oh, yeah. Hill was there, oh, my goodness. Mickey Tiamasito was there. I mean the list oh, my oh, goodness. Alexia Salvatier was there. Yes. And the reason I bring up Alexia is one, she's in my mind, but I know exactly when it was. I know oh. exactly. It was July 2016.
0: And oh, my goodness. That was
1: a few months okay. before a very important yeah. election. Yes, it was yes. right after the Republican Party declared their nominee for president. Okay, All right. okay, okay, and okay. I had been working, oh gosh, like the November before. So November 2015. I mean we didn't know who uh-huh. was going to be president, we didn't know what narrative was going to be. Uh-huh. But in my job, I my boss and I had decided that we were going to do this 150 mile walking pilgrimage during august september 2016 to highlight the issues around immigration so since it was on the california coast i of course called my friend and compadre alexia and said okay we're walking 150 miles every three miles we need like a water break and a stop help me find every university every volunteer group and so she and i had been working tirelessly together i want to say february march april maybe it wasn't february maybe it was march but anyway so in july we almost didn't come Because we were going to do this pilgrimage in August, and I thought, I do not have time to go to Chicago and talk Uh about— how horrible everything is in evangelicalism <laughs> with this new can. I mean, like I'm spitting nails. I'm so frustrated. Like, that's the last uh-huh. thing I need to do. So I want to tell you how redemptive it was to sit with you and meet you. But oh, I remember yeah. when it was. Yeah, because it was weeks <laughs> later, we're walking 150 miles with 150 oh, leaders, 150 leaders from around the country trying wow. to raise awareness about injustice around immigration and what the church needed to do about wow. it. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. And
0: then now that you're mentioning immigration. Uh, Michelle does a lot of advocacy work, um, you know, and so you were leading um, um, Women Welcome, right?
1: Well, I mean, I was informing it. I mean, I've worked with, yeah, I mean, I was going to say, I'm going to pull back a little bit, not because it's not great, but I do not seem like poster child for Women Welcome. I will say, I've been working, (laughs) let me just backtrack a little bit. Um, Okay. I have worked on the issue of immigration, not as an issue, but as a neighbor Uh since like 2002. Okay. So it's like 21 years in the movement of immigration. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't like I learned from a distance. I live in a neighborhood that 86% of my zip code is Latino. And so you don't You don't say, I love immigrants and I love my neighbor, but I don't care about immigration. I usually tell Mm. people like, if you say you love immigrants and you say you don't care about immigration, you must not know any immigrants. So I'll just say that I had been working alongside my community for a number of years. And it was in realizing that there weren't almost any white people in the work and that there wasn't. Anybody that I knew of from um, the root, rooted from from an evangelical or yeah evangelical tradition weren't a part of the work. And I was like, this is so wrong. And so um. I wanted to build that consensus. So one thing led to another. And I actually worked for the National Immigration Forum as a consultant from 2012 until 2019. And during that time, they did start Women of Welcome. But I had been doing a lot of different things, but always trying to bring leaders whether they're business leaders, faith leaders, law enforcement leaders, bring them to a place of understanding immigrants mm-hmm. and immigration in a more holistic way, so that it wasn't just this vitriol political response. And so yes, mm-hmm. and I, I remember, I remember the call I made when I asked you to come to yeah. Oaxaca. I don't know if you remember you that call. You sure right there. did. <laughs> I, I remember like, the call.
0: Yes. Yeah. And I was like, well, whoa. No. Yes. <laughs>
1: new. It was brand new. Yeah. I had been working mostly with the guys, um, not uh-huh. purposely, but that's just who seemed to be in it. And then they asked me to come over and build a grassroots movement. They had been doing mostly digital things and I'm more community uh-huh. organizing grassroots. And I was like, yeah, I, I can, I can do that. I, I think I'll try yeah. it. And so, yeah, so I yeah. got to lead a few border trips and one of them was with you and a bunch of great women to Oaxaca, Mexico.
0: And that was like really, I would say life changing and life giving because oh, when you're so until you get up close and personal and hear the stories for yourself, like mm-hmm. I, you know, being in, in, in ministry, I had always, you know, um, you know, had friends and um, you know different communities that were immigrants, but it was different. I think seeing it mm-hmm. um, on the front lines, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, I think mm-hmm. I was seeing it. From the back lines a little bit, you know, and um, and ha- helping people navigate this really unjust, unorganized system we have here. Mm-hmm. But seeing it on the front lines was very different, and seeing it uh, with other women, yes. you know, with, from different backgrounds and perspectives, yeah. Yeah. Um, was really interesting. And and then I think some of the highlight too that people in Oaxaca thought I was a superstar. They thought oh. that you guys were my film crew
1: I know I loved it (laughs) Latasha. you're just like opening up your arms and posing taking pictures I'm like are you okay like yeah they think I'm Oprah (laughs) that's what you kept saying to me I kept saying it (laughs) I was like I I can't push them away I can say don't do that like no I'm good I'm good (laughs) (laughs) I was like I was
0: like they were like they're asking um, it, it, who is she? I said, just tell them about Oprah. Come on, let's take a picture. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, will never forget I that. Was
1: I'm never going to forget that trip for that because of the way you posed for every picture. Because I was like, I, I, I guess posed. maybe she could look like Oprah. I guess. <laughs> oh my word! So there was something I, I, really. I lived right into it. <laughs> <laughs> you did. You did. You ate it all up, and I was happy yeah. to carry your bag and you know be a part of your. <laughs>
0: Secret service or whatever. That is so funny.
1: Oh, man. You know, that trip... I want to say this. This, That trip... First of all, I'm always learning. Like, I have led so many border trips. I've been to the border so many times. You know, the border Mm -hmm. in some ways is at my doorstep. And, you know, we may or may not get into that conversation just with my neighbor and my community and people who've lived with me over the years. But that trip was really unique. And in that, I remember wanting to not stop at our border, maybe cross over to Mm -hmm. um, Tijuana or cross over into Juarez. I wanted to really go deeper into Mexico Mm -hmm. to have a different conversation of the push Mm -hmm. factors of why yes. are people even taking this dangerous, yes. treacherous yes. journey through Mexico? I mean, I know the lines and I know the statistics, but I wanted to really listen. And I re- i don't know if you remember those details, but it was very intentional. Yeah. Like we spent time with the Mexican government asking yes. them yes, questions. Yes,
0: we did. That was unique. Yes.
1: We spent time with um, NGOs that were yes. working. And I remember... The Catholic
0: Church. It was like... The Catholic Church is doing—I mean, most of the centers that we went to were being mm-hmm. ran by the Catholic mm-hmm. Church.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then even—I don't remember if you were in my breakout session, but we had been to that one NGO, and we got to break up and listen to young people mm-hmm. share. Yes, I did. Just their stories and why they were doing things. And you, know, you really want to hold people's—I mean, anybody who gives you their story is a gift.
2: You know, yes.
1: this, this is a gift to receive with the generosity mm. with which they shared, mm-hmm. And I do worry about like secondary trauma, but more even re-traumatizing yeah. people who are telling their stories. So, so yeah, you have to hold that tension. But I was so grateful mm-hmm. for each person who shared, who wanted, not everybody yes. wanted to. And I learned a lot on that trip. And
0: oh my I just goodness. learned so
1: much. I'm in the I world. can
0: never unsee. Like yes. I can never unsee and unhear Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. just the story especially from the children where when we went there like we played some games Mm -hmm. you know we and their children like any other children you know playing games but they're dealing with this heavy trauma um just you know just this awful system, you know, within their country and then within our country. And some of them, the goal wasn't even necessarily to just come here. It was really to to find safety, that's right. Get and away. Security no, that's exactly To get away. Right. That's exactly And right. um, and that was the consensus, especially with the family that we met. Mm-hmm. Um, the mother and the we we met the mother and the daughter, the father and the son. The, they were away working. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And and I think the son at the end we got to see him because he was doing work around the, um, the center and they were a family that what they were trying to do is save their children. They That's didn't exactly want hurt right. their children. Their son recruited into a gang. Yeah. Um, so they were doing what any right. mother or father right. would do, risking right. their lives to save their children and to hear her tell her story. And I think she said, um, I, I said, what would you want us to communicate to people and it's so funny I have not like I, it's been a while since mm-hmm. I thought about this because this was in 2019 and now mm-hmm. that we're having this conversation it's it's good but um she's, I said what would you want us to communicate you know to anyone in the states that she said um that I am not evil that's right that's and she right. said I'm fleeing evil
1: that's
0: so I have chills. I and that I just remember, like, I'm telling you, like, it's like, I don't know if that was suppressed, but I just remember those Mm -hmm. words. I can see her face. Mm -hmm. I can see that little girl's face. Mm -hmm. And I just, and I remember their praying. I I remember just saying, Lord, don't let me unsee this. Like, you know how you can just, you can take things in. You see so much that you take things in and it just, you normalize things. (laughs) And I always have to pray about like, don't allow me to normalize this. And then uh, Meaning the little—I think it was a little eleven-year-old girl that had just given birth. That's
1: right. I was going to say she was in. I feel like she was in my group. That is what I haven't thought about until we were talking right now. Was yeah. This eleven-year-old who had a brand new baby as a result of rape.
0: Yes, and she was a baby. It wasn't. She was a baby. A, she an eleven-year-old that looked like she was no. thirteen. She, she was actually an eleven-year-old that looked nine. She looked. She looked nine years old. Yeah. I just remember her white tennis shoes mm. and her pink shoestrings oh my and her little shoes had little butterflies on it.
1: Wow. I almost ready to cry. That was that's really profound. Yeah.
0: And she had a bow in her head, in her hair.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and so I'm just, you know, just those stories and I, and I got an opportunity to be a part of a documentary that you guys were doing.
1: Hey, I forgot about that. And this, yeah. And the documentary, yeah,
0: the documentary, that's why they thought y'all were my film crew. (laughs)
1: Well, that's right, because we did. We had a film crew. You're helping me We had a film crew. That's right. We had a film
0: crew with us following us around. And there's a documentary because what we were Mm -hmm. trying to do is bring these stories up Mm -hmm. close and personal Mm -hmm. for people to see and to get their stress, to have them reimagine mm-hmm. and to have them lead with, mm-hmm. with empathy and grace and mercy mm-hmm. and compassion. Mm-hmm. And these are our brothers and sisters. Like, you know, we live in different countries, but at the end of the day, these are our brothers and sisters. And many of them are people of faith. And yes. we met so many people oh, yeah. oh, um, that yeah. were coming in that were, were doing pit stops for food and mm-hmm. for to be able to wash and to change clothes. Mm-hmm. And and I said, thank God for the people mm-hmm. of peace. Mm-hmm. Thank mm-hmm. God for the places of peace. Thank God mm-hmm. for the places that are mm-hmm. doing the work of yeah. justice. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. and. um to, to provide refuge for people in their time of need. And so um, that was a very impact. Yes. For those yes. who are
1: not. I have, exactly. Been May God have mercy. Not every yes. shelter, but many of the shelters on the Mexican side of our southern border where people are gathering and getting ready to cross and yeah. they are praying and they are you know asking god for safe passage they're you know yeah. remembering their family that they had to leave some you know just mm-hmm. in terrible situations and praying for yeah. mercy and then i often think about the church that's receiving them on the other side and that breaks my heart it's like the yeah. same the same faith and and mm-hmm. and mercy that we cry out for on both sides of the border what kind of mercy are we going to show when people come to our side and we yeah. are not a merciful people and we are yeah. not going to be remembered in our history in this moment, in many of our moments in recent history yeah. as being anything but unmerciful. And those are the yeah. questions we have to ask ourselves as the what is our distinctive as the people of God who are supposed to be agents of peace in the world? Mm. yeah. Oof,
0: mm-hmm. I tell you, I, I tell you I'm telling no, you, amitasha.
1: thanks for I know, I know I
0: know that so was just on that it was just really impactful for mm-hmm. um for me um mm-hmm. and you know, and just just the work that you're doing and i mm-hmm. I love just the friends that I have that expose me mm-hmm. to so much and mm-hmm. have me. Mm-hmm not be tunnel vision, you know, and, 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 and so that's really helpful. Um, I want to talk about, um, your book, your new book, um, you know, you wrote, your first book is the power of proximity. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and, um, you wrote, um, another book. Um, how do you show up? Mm -hmm. is as important as as showing up. How you Mm -hmm. show up is as important as showing up. Mm -hmm. And I thought this was a great conversation to have with our community Mm -hmm. um, within Be The Bridge. Uh, Be The Bridge, we're very unique in the sense where we are an organization that's all about equipping and mm-hmm. empowering people toward racial healing, racial equity, and racial mm-hmm. reconciliation. And we have a, um, a very mixed audience. Uh, we have some people that have been on this journey for a while. We have some people who are just starting this journey. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the reasons that... I started be the bridge was um, I was seeing that we wanted people to understand X, Y, and Z mm-hmm. when they didn't understand A, B, C, D, E, you know. Okay, okay and sure. And so we wanted to create a way for people to on ramp into the conversation mm-hmm. so that they can understand the X, Y, and Z. And and then that we have also been a refuge for um, the BIPOC community in a sense where they're finding um, where we can sit with one another and mm-hmm. our and our pains and our mm-hmm. joys and our mm-hmm. sorrow and mm-hmm. understand each other and and learn about each other's story and to become more unified mm-hmm. within you know mm-hmm. our advocacy and um, our and and also within our resistance and um, so. There's, so we're in this unique thing because we have this community of BIPOC that needs one thing. Right. Um, and then we have this community of, 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 of white bridge builders that need something, mm-hmm. you know, something else. Sure. And so um, that's, a, that's a hard thing, you know, yeah. To, yeah. To, to juggle and to do. Yeah. And um, so we're always looking for resources that's going to help. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in in that journey, and I just had mm-hmm. the opportunity to um, interview um, someone else uh, before this podcast. This, you know, this really going to help. <clears throat> um, their voice is going to help, you know, in, in within that BIPOC community. Mm-hmm. But then, I when I say join the resistance, I think this this does. Two things. I think it's going to help um, the the white bridge builder, but also I think it's a um, a tool for um, the BIPOC community also Mm -hmm. in this because it's a a tool for us to use Mm -hmm. when we're having these conversations. Mm And so, um, you know. You know, what, and and just so I can give, um, you know, one of the things you say is the book equips Christians for good work um, of joining Christ in his restorative work Mm -hmm. in the world by learning Mm -hmm. how to show up to Mm -hmm. the work of resistance or the movement. It helps them understand their place in the moment and their overall movement toward justice Mm -hmm. and healing. Mm -hmm. And those are, you know, that's, (laughs) I mean, just... um, this is, you know, why I was like, yes, you know, <laughs> I can do the fort because this is our language here. And then you say, what, um, what is distinctive is that it guides you step by step toward those directly impacted by injustice, yeah. joining what they are doing, and away from achieving political power or mm-hmm. commentating on injustice. Mm-hmm. Join the resistance grounds Christians and the theological call to be active agents mm-hmm. of salt. And life, yeah. and join Christ in His restoration of the world, going beyond individual yeah. and even social restoration to systemic yes. restoration. Woo! That mm-hmm. preach right there. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so, um, I um, I love. Um, you know, what would you like to see people take away from mm-hmm. these words that you have? written and why did you write this book?
1: Well, let me just start by saying thank you for Be The Bridge uh-huh. and for, yeah. you know, continuing to use your voice and your platform to create uh-huh. opportunities for different people groups to come together on the work of justice. I, don't, I think that's a really unique gifting and calling that you have. And it's just a privilege to, to not only have you as a <laughs> friend, but also a colleague <laughs> in the work. I resonate with what you were saying about the XYZ because mm-hmm. I always want to talk about X, Y, Z. Natasha, that's really right. what I want to talk about. you know. Right. And I know you had to start with Be the Bridge, and I can't wait for this second book to come out. And I remember when I wrote my first book, I wanted to pretty much start with X, Y, Z. And they're like, oh, no, 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 no. You need to go back to ABC. I was like, who wants to talk about that? And she's like, uh, pretty much everybody. I don't think people want to hear what you have right. to say quite yet in this way. So I, I think that that is such a great... You know, even that alphabet timeline for me as this mathematician, you know, strategist person, because (laughs) join the resistance is all I want to do is say L-M-N-O-P. You know, that's where we kind of (laughs) are with this book, right? I'm still not at X, Y, and Z. And the A, B, C of it is you can't, you know, when your eyes begin to open. And you begin Mm -hmm. to see the pain and injustice of the world. And for me to say that already shows that I'm talking about people who are privileged, people whose choice, you know, to engage in justice because it doesn't directly impact them. The power of proximity was simply written is because you cannot fix problems you don't understand. Mm. And isn't, we're not waiting for you to fix anything. We are waiting for your eyes Mm -hmm. to wake up and move beyond an awareness to an actual action that is redemptive and in solidarity, so that's sort uh-huh. of the ABC. But the join the resistance is that mi- it's middle, it's strong, but it's middle because once you begin to move towards some type of redemptive uh-huh. solidarity, there it is a deeper work. We can talk about justice, uh-huh. and the word systemic in front of injustice yeah. is not small. Uh-huh. It is so uh-huh. incredibly deep. It is it is deep needed justice work and we don't want to mm-hmm. cheapen it or pretend mm-hmm. that it's easier than it is. And so if it's so hard to reverse, which it is, then what is the work between the marching? What is the mm-hmm. work between, you know, certain types of events, uh. personal and collective. And that's what I tried to do in join the resistance was a couple things was how can I be as practical as possible in the work of reversing or upending systemic injustice. And mm. so I wanted people to realize that this isn't about them, that this is about a collective movement of people, that everyone who's in it has to pick up the mantle that's, you know, that somebody left for them to do, decide I'm going to step into the work of repair. And we need mm-hmm. everybody's body to do this work. And so Uh how as a white person who isn't directly impacted, but cares very deeply, how do I, is there a mantle for me to pick up and where is my place? And so Uh what I tried to do in join the resistance was to help anybody who wants to do the work of justice. I'm going to tell you right now, Regardless of who you are and where you start, we all know that this work—we have to serve the movement. You know, we've got right. to roll up our sleeves. We've got to do the work. The work is a long work. It's expensive because truth mm-hmm. may set you free, but it costs you everything. Mm. You know, Ooh. so we got to stay so at the table. And then say that again. Mean, oh, go I, back, I don't go know back. if I can. I will say I, okay, always, I will say the truth, the truth will set you free. Yes, it will. But it will cost you.
0: Yes. Everything. yes, it will. Yeah.
1: And so you need to know how to stay in for the long haul. And that's that section. That's that, that's a mm-hmm. second section of the book. And the third one is help your people. And mm. You know, that was my, that's the reason I ended up working for the National Immigration Forum. I had to go back and admit, you know what, I'm in, I'm indigenous to white evangelicals. I may not Mm. want to believe that. I may not spend my time with them, but that is my, I have never lost my native tongue. You know, like I Mm. have some influence and everybody has some type of, you know, group that they can help influence because the work of organizing, the work Mm. of advocacy is about, and movement making is about building people power. And so uh-huh. we need you to help bring people who otherwise wouldn't be here. And so so it's uh-huh. a very practical book. Um, and so I want people to just realize, okay, the movement did not start when you became aware of it. You know, the movement that's been going a long time. So figure out how you're going you know, like to jump into the stream. Don't be afraid to jump. You're going to, uh-huh. you know, that this is kind of some steps that I've learned all along the way. It's not just me. It's, you know, what I've learned from others. And then I think another thing that, there's two, three things, I guess. The second thing is, is this is a collective work. And so I wanted to lift up the stories of people who've been doing this work for centuries Mm -hmm. and decades, because those of us who, you know, I told you, I've been working on immigration since 2002, Right, it's Mm -hmm. 2023, you know, like when you're doing (laughs) this work, you're going to be doing it for your life, you know, in different Mm. ways, in different ways, but you need to be inspired. Mm. people who fought for justice. And I have I'm going to ask you who your heroes? My, mine is has been forever Fannie Lou Hamer. Fanny Lou Hamer. Fanny Lou Hamer. Fanny Lou Hamer. Fanny Lou, 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 Lou Hamer.
0: If you've been enjoying and learning from the Be the Bridge podcast, we invite you to join us in this work. You can support and sustain our mission as a recurring partner at bethebridge.com. Forward slash give. You can also help spread this word of bridge building by supporting and really sporting our apparel. So if you haven't gotten your Be The Bridge hat, sweatshirt, all of the things, let's take the message to the street. Visit our online store at shop.bethebridge.com and make sure we're spreading the word about all the work that Be The Bridge is doing and will do. At Be The Bridge, we're doing the work to empower people and culture toward racial healing, racial equity, and racial reconciliation. And this work is only possible because of the generosity of bridge builders like you. So thank you so much for those of you who are listening and sharing our podcast, sharing our posts, those of you who are giving to this work, um, that's helping us create resources and material um, that will transform hearts. Um, so join us at be bethebridge.com forward slash give and let's continue to build bridges together. Thank you so much.
1: I'm going to ask you who your hero is. My, mine is has been forever Fannie Lou Hamer.
0: <laughs> I know, I and, you know, and mine is the same. Oh, is it? I and, didn't, I didn't yeah, remember that. Yeah, All right, yes, I should have known. We right? talked about it. We talked about mm. it in our box are live and um, yes, that's right. okay. she, And I because I like one of the reasons why I see her as a hero uh, because there's so many women that we don't hear about mm-hmm. that were a part of the movement mm-hmm. but I like her because she was considered she was ordinary yes you know yes. she um, you know even unlike Rosa Parks she wasn't connected to the NAACP yes she didn't have the, the look mm-hmm. or the education that that was used to, that people used to elevate those voices Mm -hmm. to um, to speak out on behalf of the community. You know, Mm -hmm. she was a sharecropper's, um, Mm -hmm. she was a sharecropper. She was Mm -hmm. a sharecropper's daughter Mm -hmm. and um, just what she embodied. And then what she, um, what she went through, like she was a woman of faith. You know, she, and it was her faith that was leading her to look at, Evil and sin yes. in the face, and say, "You will not treat me like this That's because right. I am a child of God." Mm-hmm. And and as she would sing, "This little light of mine, I'm going to mm-hmm. let it shine." Mm-hmm. Like she she wanted to in convict jail. them. Yes, she wanted to convict them with mm-hmm. her faith, yeah. with her yeah. presence, yeah. because you're yeah. supposed to be my brother and sister, and you're mm-hmm. treating me like an animal, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And she wanted to really speak to their conscience, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. and, um, and just, you see how God used her. And, um, and so her story is just really incredible. And I'm so glad that she's getting her flowers in some ways now, um, but yeah. I, I, I would have loved to see her get her flowers when she was breathing and living um, in this earth. But, um, but I know those who have gone before us mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. built this mm-hmm. bridge and this pathway that we mm-hmm. stand on. Um, I, I hope that. We are making them proud. I hope know, so too. That's as, the, as we say their names. You that's know? the
1: that's 11, yeah. Hebrews eleven, twelve cloud of witnesses, yes. right? You yes. know, she yes. is a part of it and we're continuing to be inspired by her life. She was desperately hungry and thirsty for justice she did absolutely everything that her physical human mental spiritual potential could to drive justice forward she never looked back she was unapologetic she was incredibly fierce and she never let somebody say oh that's not going to work she was all in I actually she's chapter three is called falling forward because mm-hmm. of one of her quotes, like "I am falling forward," you know, if you're going to yes. kill me, I'm at least going to fall. I'm going to die falling forward, you know, in the fight yes. for justice. She was the one whose mm-hmm. faith story. All of a sudden, when I cl- I remember closing this part of a book, it was called God's Long Summer. I remember almost slamming it shut, and I'm like, "I'm mm-hmm. never looking back." Like I am, I am never looking back. Mm-hmm. Huh? fierceness. It was almost as though it came on me in such a powerful way. And that's the third thing that I wrote this book because advocacy is not mission drift for the church. Mm. It's the work of the church, which is why I highlight the prophet, a prophet in each one of the nine chapters. It's why I look at the parables of of Jesus and prophet Mm. God himself, who came to resist the leadership uh, of the day to to push back on this idea that God's love was only for a few, centered those people who were on the margins and uh, faithful, faithful, faithful to ensure that everything uh, that we thought that would build a kingdom was flipped upside down. And that the unleashing uh, power of the Holy Spirit, what not human power, was the goal. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That- <laughs> those are my hopes. I mean I've got so many hopes, Latasha. But but I wrote elemental P oh, for it. that one. Elemental P <laughs> is for those few things.
0: <laughs> wow. Wow. I mean, that was just so powerful what you just said. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's like in the in the black church uh black church tradition, I want to say, hey, hey, hey! You
1: know? <laughs> <laughs> all right i'll take a hey 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 need a few more right it's <laughs>
0: like it is like it is like uh, like like how you say your body remembers like yes. my body remembers that you know <laughs> um, but yeah you, you you talk about you name a prophet mm-hmm. for each tra- chapter mm-hmm. and you demonstrate the truth telling mm-hmm. and the active response in, in your book um uh, I, I would love to like give an give an example of one of the prophets mm-hmm. and um, and how Jesus demonstrated um, um, truth telling, mm-hmm. yeah. and, and and just just from one of your chapters, like just to kind of like um, you know and well I'll, I'll I'll do this. You say in your book. Um, You begin with talking about the murder of George Floyd And Mm -hmm. you say, because my work was in in the advocacy space My days, Mm -hmm. uh, those weeks were emotional Mm And long listening, connecting And um, um, concerning with the community leaders um, Mm -hmm. Supporting them in their grief and response Mm -hmm. Um, And so you talk a little bit about that Navigating this work How does this point back? Because I think people try to separate this from the message of Jesus, from mm-hmm. from the Bible, like it's some type of addendum. Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. like, um, you know, the work of justice and righteousness is, you see that clearly in the Bible from mm-hmm. Genesis to Revelation. We, we, we and see I that. see we, that.
1: We see that clearly in the Bible.
0: But yeah, this is not yeah. the
1: general discipleship of yeah. the churches that we have served on staff and have ministered yeah. to
0: yeah especially the prophets and the prophets like when you see what who they are pleading with but i think how and we read the bible through such western eyes that it's like we're it's we're we're very blind there are scales Mm -hmm. like i understand like spiritual blindness Mm -hmm. now where people cannot see Mm -hmm. and um and Mm -hmm. so you know I mean, and when I see that and how, like, I, I look at, um, Ezra, you know, I look at Isaiah, you know, like and what he was calling for. You look at yeah. Jeremiah, the yeah. weeping prophet. What was he weeping for? You know, like you just like we can go on and, yeah. and on when we, we we start describing the prophets. And yeah. um, and I've been reading just the gospels, just sitting in the gospels. You know, I'm just gonna. I think I may stay there all year, just sitting and just what yeah. did G- we need to familiarize yeah. ourselves with? Jesus said, what Jesus did, yeah. how Jesus moved, and. Remember remembering that Jesus was born um, into a uh, marginalized community that was being oppressed by the Roman Empire. And and, and the way we think, you know, and when we think about America and all Mm -hmm. that, it's like we're empire. And Mm -hmm. like he was coming to set up kingdom, which Mm -hmm. is different Mm -hmm. from empire. And I think we see it as all the same thing, mm-hmm. you know, can you just speak into mm-hmm. yeah. a little bit? Teach the people, Michelle. Oh my goodness, Teach there's the so people. many things. I'm just like, well, I remember
1: that first question, which are the prophets? So <laughs> let me let me at least yeah. jump back a little bit um, okay. on some of the prophets because, you know, and I'm even taking in what you're saying as far as Western eyes. You can use Western eyes and read Isaiah and still know you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Okay, yeah. this doesn't take, yeah. you know, I mean, it, it's pretty basic from the beginning yeah. of Isaiah, of Isaiah 1, and we can go yeah. all the way to Isaiah 58. It's just like mm. your spiritual piety your uh-huh. festivals, like I'm tired of your Advent yeah. and your Lent and your Easter and your Christmas and your singing and your releasing of CDs and just when you deny justice to the poor. Mm. This is what yeah. I want to see. And then you've got Isaiah 58, which is like, you know, because I, I said Isaiah 1, I mean, he's just basically saying, stop, sac- stop, yes. stop going yes. through the rituals. You know, that's yes. not even what I'm, you don't understand my heart. And so yeah. he's saying this over and over and over and over again. You've missed it. You've missed it. You've mm missed it. And and just in case, you know, God's people who are literally missing the assignment, hadn't caught it in the first 57 chapters, 58 could not be more clear. Because that's oh. the one it's just like, okay, yeah, I already told you I'm not thrilled with the way you kind of do your public acts of worship, but even in your fasting, even in that private discipline decision that you're going to withhold these natural urges, you're doing that wrong too. You know, this oh. is not the fast I've asked for. I didn't, I didn't want you to just take a day to not eat and, you know, be, or look penitent. I want your mm. sacrifice to liberate oppressed people. I want you to be mm. inconvenienced by welcoming the stranger. I want you to be, you know, sacrificial and feel like you're not going to make it because you gave away something to a hungry person, to somebody who's in need of shelter. So it's very clear how we please the Lord. It's very parallel to Matthew 25 and the parables mm. of those three. How are you yeah. going to invest now that we're waiting for Christ? So I'll go back to the 58. Mm. So Isaiah Isaiah 58. And, and you know, we're, we're kind of get this idea. This is what you're supposed to do as the people of God. If you're going to catch my assignment, this is how your actions, your righteous acts will uh-huh. liberate and create justice. You know, this uh-huh. is what's going to happen. And when you do this, then uh-huh. your prayers are going to be heard. Then you're going to not be wanting, because you remember, this is fasting. We're, we're fasting so that God yeah. will hear our prayers. So now I'm going to ask you to fast in a different way, and then your prayers are going to be heard. And not only that, not only will you catch the assignment and be one with me, but then you're going to have a reputation for being, and I'm going to use that old KJP, mm. repairs of the breach. Of the breach. That's right. We're going yes. to be restorers mm-hmm. of cities and sweet. Su- I mean, that's going to be your reputation. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the problem is the Christian witness is always mm-hmm. on on, you know, like full public display. And our witness is in such bad shape right now because we're not, we're not known for being repairers of the breach. We're not known for mm-hmm. being restorers of streets and dwellings. But if mm-hmm. we would be the people of God, that we would catch that assignment and use our time to liberate others,
2: mm-hmm. then we would
1: be doing and getting what we need as a communion with Christ. So so that's some of the, so it's some of what I talk about in Isaiah. You know, I talked a little bit about the parables, but I just wanted to show that the prophets, which, if you start counting pages, are like a majority mm-hmm. of the Bible, we don't yeah. know them. We don't know them. We don't. We don't. And they are where mm. we hear the heart and the priority mm. of God. Mm. In order to mm-hmm. understand why Jesus came, in order for us to understand the love of Christ. We need to understand the justice of God, which is so clearly mm. evidenced in the work mm. and the voice of the prophets. Mm. Selah. <sighs> yeah. 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 Wow. I don't remember all the other questions you asked. Yeah. I can remember. <laughs> no, that's, that's, so that's the moment I am in, you know, as you as I yeah. think about yeah, just, you know, it's it's yeah. almost like, okay, well, I know there was something I was gonna share. So my maiden name is Ferrigno. People usually call me uh-huh. Michelle Warren if they can't pronounce Ferrigno. So I, I understand that. Um, yeah, that's it's, it's what hard. I just did. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's hard. Yeah, I, want to I, mess I got it a up. hard yeah. last name. And, you know, <laughs> I get that. I get that. So Michelle <laughs> Ferrigno But I've always wanted to go visit my I have relatives in Italy. And I just, okay. you know, never had the resources and some really beautiful things just landed mm-hmm. literally as a gift in our lap this summer. And so I got to meet my Italian relatives. So that
2: was very wow. fun.
1: And I got to see the Coliseum and I was mm-hmm. basically bearing witness to an old mm. empire, to a notorious old empire and an empire mm. that Jesus was born into. And so mm. I was on the Coliseum tour and the woman was sharing, she's not like, it was no Christian tour. It was just a normal, you know, like mm-hmm. sign up on the internet kind of tour. And so we did this and she said, there's three things that you need for an empire to grow. And one of them is you need to be, you need to have a thirst for war. So war mm. and conquest. The second thing you need is you need to subjugate. You need you need access to cheap labor, and so right. you're going to subjugate. You're going to oppress. You're going to not give people fair wages. Um, you're not you're going to slay you know enslave them. And then the third thing you need is a lot of entertainment to distract people that they're dying in war and that a lot of them are living oppressed. You know to be able to build this empire. And so here I'm in the Colosseum, this you know epitome of entertainment. But I thought about that in, in the sense that mm. she said, she's like, Christianity really ruined the Roman Empire because they kept teaching that people were equal, that slave and free were the same that men and women were the same that didn't matter what race or culture like or your socioeconomic status or your gender none of that mattered in in light of christianity and all of a sudden people were no longer entertained with this idea that it's okay to oppress and conquest and it began to catch and there was no thirst for for war and subjugating and so i mean that is not the way the story mm. was written but that was interesting to me and i also mm. thought about jesus coming and delivering the Sermon on the Mount Uh, at a time during that empire. How do we feed uh, an empire? By murder, uh, by subjugation, by slavery. uh, You know, and then Jesus said, oh, no, we don't want to try to subjugate and oppress people. We don't want to create war. We want to say, uh, blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are the poor. Blessed are Uh, the person. I mean, that is the upside down part of the kingdom. Like, kind of kingdom are you building, Jesus? Oh, you now yeah. know what you're doing. We are being oppressed by empire. We're hoping you can yeah. help us become the pedagogy of the oppressed and push the next people down. Uh, like, Are you kidding me? This is what we've been waiting for? And he uh, blows everything up because he wants to create equity. And peace and redistribute the way we see people and we, the way the poor see themselves. And I, I mean, that whole poor in spirit and rich in spirit, I mean, there is the poor and there's the rich. Yeah. But when I think about rich in spirit, I think people who know how to get to God, uh-huh. they think they know God. Yeah. Uh-huh. I got it. I'm a Pharisee. You know, I know this is what it means to be righteous and this is what it means. You know, beware of that person because they're rich in spirit. The person who's poor in uh-huh. spirit acknowledges, you know what, except for the grace and the mercy of God. Mm. They understand mm. the book of Romans and how desperate and how we weren't ooh. looking, right? You preach it, you <laughs> preach it. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, ooh. I almost feel like oh, I should be, be apologizing, a- but I need to take a oh. breath. You need to take
0: a breath. No, ooh. no, this is, our community
1: mm.
0: is going to love this. And mm. what we try to teach it, if, if you don't understand it, sit in it. Yeah, you know sit great. in it and and I'm just like may your spirit give witness bear mm-hmm. witness to what is being said you know um, like whew, that's a, that's an experience so you're thinking about all of this mm-hmm. while you're for mm-hmm. your first time mm-hmm. in Italy the grounds mm-hmm. that you're walking on you're like this is like this is the empire this yes. is the place Yes. That um, yeah. was living and thriving,
1: you know. When Jesus came and destroyed. When Jesus all. came. I mean, think about all it. of Those it. Those prophets were so annoying. Think of the prophet of Amos. Uh-huh. He was just like the sycamore farmer in southern Israel, Judah, yeah. and he has to go run up to where the yes. temple is because he doesn't like the practices because they're so it completely the opposite of, you know, the heart of God, we've got people who are thinking they can keep one foot in the church and one foot in the world. That's today's language. And think it's okay (laughs) to deny that. Oh, I don't know things. I'm not going to see the evil. I'm not going to hear the evil. I'm Mm -hmm. certainly not going to speak the evil. Like somehow I live Mm -hmm. this compromised way. And here's this farmer who's like, I cannot take it. And I am running up and I'm going to set things straight. Mm. That's the prophetic witness, and here we are in this time of history, and you and I need to, I mean, I think it's interesting that Paul said, pray for the gift of prophecy. Uh, Pray that you will see, because you talked about, we're uh, we're we're always working at trying to get less blind. uh, You'll see, that you'll hear, but here's where, I mean, Latasha, we need more of you. We need more prophetic people who uh have the courage to open up their mouth and speak. And this is really one of the reasons I wrote the book was how can we be inspired to do the work today and how can Mm. we learn to be courageous and bold? You know, if you're Mm. speaking just because you're pissed at the world, I don't know if you're going to, I mean, bringing peace. Yeah. I mean, I'm angry. I'm going to be honest. I'm angry, but Mm. I'd like to believe that it is a righteous anger. And that when I, when I am speaking words, that these words of peace that they're disruptive, but they're life giving. Mm. Because mm. Jesus, I mean, those Amos, you know, he disrupted right. the moment. Jesus has yeah. disrupted everything. And, <laughs> yep. and it's like, Latasha's coming again, man. She is such a big bummer. Like, Latasha, I just want you to talk about this. Don't get too far into this. Michelle, Michelle, we already know. We've labeled her a Marxist. We've labeled her a socialist. Like, she has gone against yeah. all the rules for white evangelical women. You know, like, all of that uh-huh. canceling out. It's yeah. just, you know, this yeah. is the disruptive work of peace. Peace yeah. is not, we're not doing peacekeeping. We're doing peacemaking. And to be honest yeah. about what we see, to be courageous, yeah. to hear the cries and sit in it, mm. to hear the truth and sit in it, and then mm. to activate what's in mm. our heart and in our head from all we've been seeing and hearing and speak. Yeah. And I don't mean just, and just commentating, speaking. That's, I, yeah. I don't have time for that.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, and I mean, when we look through scripture, you see, you know, how the prophets were treated and what was said mm-hmm. about them. You see, you know, how Jesus was treated and they, they what was him. said about Jesus. Yes. And tried to trick him and say things that he didn't say, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, and, and it's just the very thing that we've seen with, you know, um, our modernized um, prophets, you know, um, with 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 King and um, Fannie Lou Hamer and just so many others, um, you know, before us and even now. Like I mean, the the good work, the um, the Bible work that that we do, how it gets turned upside down and we get labeled like, you know, like, okay, we're talking to both you and I are talking about restorative. We're talking about restoration. We're talking about redemption. We're talking about reconciliation. We're talking about things like as we are um, disrupting, we're Mm -hmm. also lifting, you know, Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and, and, and that's, that's what Jesus was doing. And, but people can, change the narrative of that um and 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 shift what we're saying so like that's why you know when people say you know how does that make you feel you know people calling you everything but a child of god you know and you at some point you have to realize not sure, putting myself like in no ways equal to what jesus did and, and 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 how the 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 prophets walked but it's like you know that if if it was done to them, you know.
1: Yes, um, of course it's not gonna we go well for us. Some, it's
0: not gonna be what well, go yeah. well for us. And so you count that cost. And I, I was just thinking when you were talking and when you were when we were talking about Isaiah
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um it's just like the first sermon that Jesus like mm-hmm. like preaches this document in in, right. in in Luke four yep. um eighteen um is quoted from mm-hmm. Isaiah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and how he said, he, sent, he said, he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. That's right. He has sent me to proclaim the captives will be released, yes. that the blind will see and that mm-hmm. the oppressed will be set free mm-hmm. and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. There's and God. he rolled up the scroll, handed it back to the attendant and sat down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, <laughs> just.
1: We Drop have made mic. up, I was going to say, we have made up a lot of things of what Jesus would do, right? That's what he wants yes. us to do. Yes. And that's what agents of peace in the world will yes. do. You know, for me, it. it I pray that mm. I will have the courage to be honest mm. and that I will not keep that truth mm. suppressed. Amen. Life would look very, mm. very different. You know, all of the R words that you kind of listed, you know, restore and reconcile. Yeah. I want to okay. add repair.
0: Mm. Yes.
1: Because the work of repair is what a peacemaker yes. runs to. And so, mm. you, you know, the work of word reparations is from the word yeah. repair. Re- repair. Right? I mean, Repairs we cannot the dance yes. around this idea of yeah. being repairers and and wanting mm-hmm. to do the work of reparations, I often will tell people, and the reason that that subtitle of "Join the mm. Resistance" is called "Step into the work of Kingdom Justice." First of all, I wish I put had had called it "Step Up" to the work um. because it's it's a heavy step up because of yes. the cost of it, but. If falling out of bed in the morning was how you got repair, you know, like nobody, nobody rolls into the, you know, out of bed. Oh, I just did some repair. I mean, that would be so easy. It would have already been done. You cannot just roll out of bed and get what you Mm -hmm. hope for. You have to take each growth and stretching step, believing Mm -hmm. that the spirit and the cloud of witnesses, both in the past and in the present, are going to lift you up. This work is never meant Mm -hmm. to be done alone. I mean, I think that's why I love sharing space with you and and other friends. Mm. It's just like, oh, that's right. I'm not alone. And and certainly Mm. I I never am really. I mean, I'm in my neighborhood, my community. But sometimes, you know, it's just like, wow, this is really long. There's another decade and it's still not the level of change that I so long for. And so with the work, it's almost like the lament and grief. Is mm. it expands as well, and I think that's the courage of being honest. Like I cannot pretend. Like, well, I can't see another thing. Oh, yes, you can see more because you know that's the the depth of the truth. And in the depth of the truth, mm. do I believe that Christ can comfort the depth mm. of the grief and the and the, those who mourn? Oh, by the way, yes, He said, "Blessed are those who mourn, for they mm. will be comforted." And so I think mm. that the shared journey is so important because the work of repair needs so many people. And we need to mm. keep helping each other up to that very high next step. Mm. Woo, Michelle,
0: thank you. Thank you for mm. your work. Thank you. thank you for your voice. Thank you for your faithfulness. Um, thank you for um, sitting, in, sitting in these spaces and giving... Um, using your voice for those that are unheard, you know, mm-hmm. um, I, I I so appreciate it. I'm just thinking about just your, your history of work, you know, mm-hmm. how long that you've mm-hmm. been working in this and how you have used, leveraged um, your power, you know, and I, I think about the trip to Oaxaca, how you were mm-hmm. bringing people along mm-hmm. so others can see. Um, you know, and so much of what you do, um, this is definitely um, not a movement for you, but this is a lifestyle that you live. And, um, and I think that's, that's something that we encourage within Be the Bridge. Mm -hmm. Like, um, this is not temporary work, but mm-hmm. this is a lifelong work. Um, and, um, you know, I say, as long as I'm breathing, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, I can do something. And mm-hmm. as long as I'm breathing, mm-hmm. I will do something. Yeah, and, good. um, so I, I you mm-hmm. know, what are some things now that, that, that's causing you to lament? What are some oh, things gosh. that's causing you to lament?
1: <laughs> We're so far from where we hope we'll be you know you work and you see it's such a three steps forward five steps back kind of work and Uh I think that's the deep grief you know one of my Uh you know a group that I get to work with so I'm based in Denver Colorado and I'm you know I live in my community and do join my community all the time but I also Uh my company I work nationally and I work Uh with communities and the community that I work with and have had for the last couple of years. This contract is with Memphis, Tennessee, and here uh-huh. we're doing all this racial unity and healing work. And you know, we've got like fourteen hundred pastors that are very representative of the of the city racial you know percentages. I guess you could say it seems. And then we just all navigated Tyree Nichols. You know, mm. and the and the city is still in mourning, and the and the work that we had been doing—it's just like wow, you're just back at it. Like, did we make any progress? Like, this is just so awful. And so it's just one day after another. Another one of my friends mm-hmm. and and clients are in Florida. You know, we mm. just finished you know working on a strategic campaign. There's twenty five hundred pastors in Florida that I get to work with. And, you know, just trying to make stronger pivots in the public square um, around systemic injustice and had been working, did all the right things, you know, had the right media hits, had the right legislative meetings, had the right number of people on a sign-on letter. And still the man, the mentally ill man who was, been on death row for 30 years, was executed last Thursday despite all the good. And at the Uh. same time, on the 23rd when he was executed, the governor of Florida put out the most egregious anti-immigrant state legislation you probably have ever seen. And mm-hmm. and at the same time, on that same day, in the 23rd, African American clergy were working in Tallahassee to try to get, mm-hmm. you know, their history not completely erased yeah. from curriculum. Yeah. So so sometimes, I, so when you ask me what I lament. I lament that uh, the billows, you know, I'm almost thinking about that it uh, as well, that chosen it as well, because when you yes. see billows roll, you know, I, uh, they're just rolling and rolling and rolling. And I've been in this work a long time and I'm a, I'm an architect of campaigns, you know, like I don't, you know, nobody needs to know who I am. I just want to make sure I have the right voice, at the right place, you know, at the right time so that we can try to leverage the most uh, amount of change. And I, I mean, I already went through the Republican national convention time and doing all these things around immigration. And I know, you know, back in 2015, 2016, when you and I were just getting to know one another, and I know that those billows are not going to change because right now, the reason what's happening in Florida, we're seeing it in Texas, we're seeing it in Tennessee, some of these egregious, is like people are getting ready to run for president. And in one of the parties, it's like how awful can I be towards those in need of mercy? So I I lament, I lament just the reality of injustice in a country that says that they want to be defined as liberty and justice for all. Okay. So that's uh, a lament. But my other lament is how detached the church uh, is from the present pain of people uh, and wanting to call a peace when there is absolutely no peace. So I uh, think, you know, those are really big things that I grieve and lament because I feel like, wow, uh, our witness as Christians in the world is not credible because we haven't followed. Jesus to liberate people like he said he came for for the purposes Uh of what you read in Luke 4 which means that's why we are converting why else be a Christian if you're not joining so when I say we join Christ in his restorative work in the world then Uh you will reread Luke 4 Uh you know and one of the last I don't know I'll just I'll just kind of I won't end with this but I'll end this right here is is Matthew 25 is something that we probably need to read because it parallels, you know, it's basically Uh Christ saying, okay, you got the, you got, make sure you have your oil. I'm coming back. Like it's the best Advent Uh parables was I am coming Uh back. You can remember, uh-huh. I came one time, I'm coming back, and this is what I'm looking for. One, uh-huh. are you ready? Are you going to be out and distracted? Uh-huh. or will you have your oil? The second is, you better uh-huh. invest something. I got some talents here, and you got some talents here, and you got one talent here. And if you read my book, I talk about how the rich probably in the Christian world, they're probably the one with one talent. you know. But, but anyway, how are you going to invest it? Are you going to bury it? Are you going to multiply this liberation that I've given you uh, for the liberating of other people? Are you going to bury it because uh-huh. you're so afraid, you know, that it might not work or, you know, uh-huh. that you aren't wanted or, you know, whatever. I don't, there's lots of reasons. I'm sure people bury uh-huh. talent, but don't do that because um, there's woes and warnings in that. And then the last one is this, the parable uh-huh. of the sheep and goats, which is basically if you understand what a child, you. If, this is the assignment. This is what you're supposed to be doing. And if you don't, Mm. it's not going to go well for you. It's like, depart from me. You never even knew me. Mm.
0: Yeah. So I lament that Mm. we just Mm. don't Mm.
1: understand our assignment again. But like I said, Mm. the prophets were kind of crying out the same thing. Mm.
0: So we got some homework.
1: Um, I got some homework still. I mean, really, like, (laughs) really, right? No, like, for
0: real, like, if you're listening to this, go back and... Mm -hmm read and uh, you know and, and 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 ask the Lord to give you eyes to see yeah. in Matthew 25 because some people read this in his words like mm-hmm. just ask Jesus to help you mm-hmm. as to teach the scripture and mm-hmm. you know and, and to really so that you can embody yeah. what it what is saying well, um, and
1: go back and read Matthew 24 because that's when he's predicting yeah. He's coming back. He's going to die and he's going to come back. And while I'm coming back, this is what you're supposed to do. This is the assignment. Mm.
0: Mm. Do do we know our assignment? Like,
1: oh my goodness. All I know is that Isaiah 58 and then again in Matthew, I think it's 5, 9, where he says, blessed are the peacemakers for they will be called the children of God. I would say children of God, be peace in the world so that you can actually earn the reputation. Like your Mm -hmm. behavior is in such a way, oh, Mm. that is a child of God. Yeah. Let that be your reputation. Yeah. Mm.
0: What are some things that's giving you hope? What's giving you hope? There's so much to lament. Oh yeah. But uh, what is what is what is giving you hope, and then what is bringing you joy?
1: Mm. So hope is setting a vision of what can be, and Mm. so and I think the human spirit hopes. I don't think that's Mm. unique to Christians but I do think uh-huh. Christians are supposed to have a shared hope, you know, and mm. I just hope in itself gives me hope that the future mm. is not defined by today and that you mm. and myself and others, we have the power to make things happen. And so it's yes. that potential. I was on a, I was on a panel. I'm at Denver Seminary as an adjunct. And sometimes they, sometimes they put me on panels. Other sides, they're not really sure if they want me Uh to say stuff because I'm scary. But, um, you know, somebody had said, (laughs) "Um, I don't have hope in politics. Now, you knew I ran for U.S. Senate. And, you know, Uh so everybody's going to think I have hope in politics. And I I said, you know, I appreciate what you said, that you don't have hope in politics. I don't have hope in politics either, but I do have hope in people. Yeah,
0: yeah. And so
1: I'm always going to, have hope because it's a chosen hope to believe that the future is not defined by today and that we have the power to, Mm. you know, make things happen. As far as joy, in my, in that book, join the resistance, I try to be as honest as possible. That is like my goal in life is to be as Mm -hmm. honest Mm -hmm. and vulnerable as possible. Um, But, but that last chapter is actually called rooted in joy because I talk Mm -hmm. about, and it's interesting because if you look at the dates, you'll say, Oh, Michelle, but we were in Oaxaca then. Oh, Michelle, Mm. you know, we were, you know, you'll see because we do the work sometimes, even if it's detached from our joy, Uh right? And I was in bad, not in Oaxaca, but I was in bad shape 2017 and 2018 as far as in Mm. search of joy. And so I talked about that because I knew joy was the fruit of the Spirit. Mm. And so, okay, what am I denying that the Holy Spirit Mm. cannot even fill my joy um, because Mm. I'm so you know, unjoyful. And so I talk a lot about my journey. And so I will say that I have, I have learned how, um, joy joy is a learned, um, receiving and it is Mm. the waters of joy are there. And in in that particular, um, stage of my life, I just realized that, yeah, you know, Michelle, you are mature, but you're not mature enough and Mm. your roots are deep, but they're not deep enough. You know, that mm. the, the book I talk a lot about, I don't talk a lot about it in my, yeah. book, in my class, but I have a picture of a tree in the rootedness and I have somebody from my community mm-hmm. who drew a piece of art because really what we're talking about is learning to root down for the long haul and to root down and allow love and joy and peace and all those things to nourish us so that we mm-hmm. will not be moved in the midst of the most difficult and challenging seasons. So mm-hmm. I will I would say what gives me Joy is the realization that joy is there for the taking, that I observe people experiencing joy. And when I don't feel joy, I need to root down because even during times of winter, trees roots grow because they're in search of water. It's not the time that they grow the most, but they don't stop growing in winter. They need to grow in winter in search of water because it's not coming in the same ways during the winter. And everything above the ground looks dead. And it isn't Uh. until the spring that you can really see the life. And so I would say that I have to work hard to find joy in seasons of winter. But I believe Mm. that it is there. And so, especially during this Lent season, I thank God for an opportunity Mm. to focus on my humanity because without the waters of the Spirit, I will not have life.
0: Mm. Mm. Michelle, Mm. you just disrupted Mm. everything. Mm. So good. Mm. So good. Oh, man. Ooh, we're gonna end it on that note because mm-hmm. that right there is something for us to pause and and think about. And um, I would love for you to um, pray us out. you mm-hmm. you you're familiar with our community. Mm-hmm. Um, you have given um, so much that we that can really water our souls, but mm-hmm. also, um, give us next steps and um, all just just all the things that you've said here today, and um, um, even with the encouragement. So I would love for you to um, say a prayer for um, our community as they're listening.
1: Yeah, I would be honored. You know, in each of the sections, I end with a prayer. Mm. And so I'm going to yeah. actually close this out. Um with a prayer that is called Prophets of a Future Not Our Own. It's often referred to as the Prayer of Oscar Romero. So as my prayer for us all is that we would have the courage to open our eyes and stay in the truth of what we are seeing and have the courage to get up and do something with it. So I'll just pray this prayer with us together. It helps now and then to step back and take a long view the kingdom is not only beyond our efforts it is even beyond our vision. We accomplish in our lifetime only a tiny fraction of the magnificent enterprise that is God's work. Nothing we do is complete which is a way of saying that the kingdom always lies beyond us. No statement says all that can be said no prayer fully expresses our faith. No confession brings perfection. No pastoral visit brings wholeness. No program accomplishes the church's mission. No set of goals and objectives includes everything. This is what we are about. We plant the seeds that will one day grow. We water seeds already planted, knowing that they hold future promise. We love foundations that will need further development. We provide yeast that produces efforts, effects far beyond our capabilities. We cannot do everything. And there is a sense of liberation in realizing that. This enables us to to do something and to do it very well. It may be incomplete, but it is a beginning, a step along the way, an opportunity for the Lord's grace to enter and do the rest. We may never see the end results, But that is the difference between the master builder and the worker. We are workers, not master builders. Ministers, not messiahs. We are prophets of a future, not our own. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us on the Be The Bridge podcast. Um, The book is Join the Resistance. Um, step into God, into good work of kingdom justice, step into the good work of kingdom justice. It released in October 2022. You can purchase that where books are um, sold. And um, I was honored to write the Forward and Dominique Gillard wrote the afterward um, in the book, and I know throughout the book, uh, Michelle at the end of each chapter she has prayers, but she also has um, like a QR code um, for um, even songs and different things that she links to um, that work. So I, I do feel like this is a, a, a good. A tool for um, the um, the bridge builder that's in, in in our community, and so we're grateful to have you for joining us. You can follow mm-hmm. Michelle on all the platforms. Those things will be in the show notes, and you can also um, um, watch. Um, all of this, I think this is going to be up on our video is going to be up on YouTube. Um, so maybe we, I don't, I think they can get the full version on, um, YouTube and probably, um, a portion of it because I always go over time. And so, <laughs> so this is the extra, the, the bonus section, you know, uh, the bonus section for, for, uh, the overachiever, you know, <laughs> uh, but thank you so much for joining us on the, the Vita Bridge podcast we're so grateful thank yeah. you it was so good so
2: good go to the donors table if you'd like to hear the unedited version of this podcast thanks for listening to the be the bridge podcast to find out more about the be the bridge organization and or to become a bridge builder in your community go to bethebridge.com again that's be if you've enjoyed this podcast, remember to rate and review it on this platform and share it with as many people as you possibly can. You can also connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Today's show was edited, recorded, and produced by Trayvon Potts at Integrated Entertainment Studios in Metro Atlanta, Georgia. The host and executive producer is Latasha Morrison. Lawrence C. Brown is the senior producer.
1: And transcribed by Sarah Conitzer.
2: Please join us next time. This has been a Be The Bridge production.